0: And what's the next BZ item up for bid? It's a new 55-inch LED TV from Samsung that retails for $3,500. The first bid goes for one penny by Luxie, followed by a bid by JK. Now Maxi, then Jenna, and JK is back. And so is Maxi. We're up to 10 cents. What competitive bidding action. It looks like it's an auto bz war between JK and Maxi. These guys have been at it for the past dollar.
1: BZ.com is the original auction shopping source to save up to 99% off retail on a huge selection of brand name electronics. Collectibles, jewelry, travel, and more. Products from Companies like Apple, Samsung, Sony, Ford, and way more at discounts you won't believe. Jenna
0: just used a BZ Sniper bid, resetting the timer again. And Jenna wins the TV for $38.56. What excitement! Come on over to BZ.com today, where there's over 600 items up for bid every single day. Go to bzid.com, use offer code USA, and get two for one on your first bid pack purchase. New members get 10 free bids. Use offer code USA. Go to bzid.com. That's B E E Z I D.com.
1: Just use offer code B-A-B-E-16 at adamandeve.com.
2: You're listening to House of Cards on the House of Cards Radio Network. Check us out at houseofcardsradio.com.
3: You know what cheers me up? Rolled-up aces over king.
4: Ladies and gentlemen boys
3: and girls. The House of Cards.
4: Today,
2: the game is different. With author and professional poker player, Ashley Adams.
3: Okay, you have some skill.
5: Hi, listeners. Welcome to House of Cards. I'm Ashley Adams, your host for the hour. We have a couple of very interesting guests. Our first guest is is the CEO of the Mizrahi Dealer Academy. Her name is Stacy Madison, and she's going to talk to us about both the land-based dealer school that they have in Florida, in the Hollywood, Florida area, as well as an innovative, the first of its kind, online poker academy. So you can learn to deal poker online. So we're going to talk to her about that. And then we're going to be joined by somebody that's a little bit far afield from what we normally cover. His name is... Earl Hall, he's the president and CEO of DEQ, Digital Entertainment. These are the folks behind the progressive jackpots of the table games like three-card poker. Uh, We're going to talk to him about that and also a little bit about uh, changes that he's made to Baccarat so that you don't have to have a, uh, a tax on the winnings. You'll see what he means when we talk to him. Stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back.
1: Just use offer code B-A-B-E-16 at adamandeve.com.
2: The key to winning poker is knowledge. And winning No Limit Hold'em, the new book by World Series of Poker veteran Ashley Adams, can give you that knowledge. Cash games, small tournaments. Whether you're a seasoned player, a novice, or just find yourself losing more often than you win, Winning No Limit Hold'em can show every type of player how to consistently win at the game of No Limit Hold'em. You know, it's been said that winning isn't everything, but it sure feels a whole lot better than losing. Get Winning No Limit Hold'em, the new book by Ashley Adams, and start winning today. Now available at Amazon.com and wherever great books are sold. You're listening to House of Cards on the House of Cards radio network. Check us out at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams.
5: Now, I do some other stuff, but poker, that's the thing I do best. Hello, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. Uh, We try to get a number of different types of guests, and I, I just actually... Came back from uh, a trip traveling around, and I noticed, my God, there are a lot of poker rooms around the United States. So I thought it might make sense to have somebody who could talk about how people who want to be trained as poker dealers can do just that. And so we have now on our show the CEO of the Mizrahi Dealer Academy. Her name is Stacy Madison. Stacy, are you there?
6: I am, Ashley, and thank you for having me.
5: So I'm happy to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your background, and then tell us about the Dealer Academy you are the CEO of.
6: Okay, well, um, I've been in the poker industry probably for a little over 18 years. I started off as a poker dealer uh, along with uh, Michael Mizraki and Robert Mizraki. We kind of all got in the poker business together. Um, and we did everything. We dealt poker. Um, mostly I started getting into the business side of them, business side of it. Uh, running tournaments, um, running poker rooms, while playing professional poker on the side. And they focused uh, mainly after dealing for a bit, professional poker full-time. Okay. Um, okay.
5: Who else have become uh, big-time poker players having started as dealers?
6: You know, that's a great question. I did a segment uh, for the Travel Channel probably about five or six years ago because uh, they brought me on specifically on that topic. And players like Daniel Negrano, Scotty Wynn, um, I'm trying to think. There was probably about 10 of us. Uh, They brought Michael and myself uh, because I had just made a WPT final table that year, so I had some notoriety that year. Um, But there was a slew of us that had generally started off as dealers and that had helped us become better poker players, and that's what the topic was.
5: Okay. Well, most people, though, they're not going to get a job dealing poker in order to work on their poker game. They're going to get it because they don't like the job they have now, or they're unemployed, or they want a new opportunity. Um, how does your school work? How does the Dealer Academy work? Do I have to go down to Florida where you are to learn?
6: Well, this is this is a great question. Um, we initially started off opening up a poker school because we felt that there was a lot of uh, poorly trained dealers out there, um, a lot of schools that weren't really passionate about uh, producing really good dealers. And so that's initially why we started opening up a school, because we kind of wanted to infiltrate the casinos, at least locally down here in Florida, with some really well-trained dealers. And then what happened was, because the name is so famous and his rocky name, we started getting calls all over um, the states. You know, um, how can we be part of this program? Is there any kind of extend a stay that we can actually come down to the course so we came up with a program which is going to be our online global program and that should be launched uh, early fall and we're really excited because you can learn to become a dealer from the comfort of your own home
5: how can you learn to become a dealer without somebody watching you deal and telling you what to change
6: well this is another great question I mean this is pretty revolutionary because it hasn't been done if you go on the web you can see uh, some videos on how to pitch or techniques or any really poker dealer question you might have. However, our course is going to be a simulation of videos and interpersonal uh, over-the-web um, Skype sessions so that we can communicate. So, for instance, a student that wanted to take our global class would and sign up for on our website, which will, like I said, will be available in fall, and watch a couple of videos per week. That you know are, are is organized for their first week, their second week. They'll watch the videos and then they'll spend uh, four hours practicing, and then they'll send me a video from their smartphone or any kind of video camera that they have. But their smartphone works perfectly, and I will be able to see what their progress is now when it starts getting deeper into simulation with uh... you know they could have their mother or the family or their friends come and sit around the table and actually simulate the game while i can watch these videos and see and watch their progress but we will take them from not knowing anything to knowing everything um... on five particular games and we're really excited about it because it's never been done and uh... a lot of people are anxious to take the course Now, it will be a little bit less expensive than the land-based course, um, primarily because I won't be on top of you, you know, tutoring you with that hands-on, but uh, you will be able to communicate with me via Skype or email, and uh, you'll actually be able to get a certified diploma from the Board of Education of Florida through our course.
5: So they are certifying your online learning of teaching-dealing.
6: Yes, we've already been approved for that.
5: So they have actually seen you assess and improve the skills of somebody who you've actually never met or seen face, face-to-face? face They've actually watched this process, this interaction online?
6: Well, that's an interesting question. They haven't watched that because we haven't um, launched it. But what they have read is thoroughly our program and how we go about teaching somebody a trade like this through the web. And uh, they approved it. Um, They think it's a great idea, and it's a great way to expand uh, this
5: industry. I think it's a great way to expand the industry. Okay, stay tuned. We'll be back right after a quick break. Hey, how you doing? This is Joe Walsh. I'm speaking on
3: behalf of RAD. It's okay to rock and roll, right? But don't drive home drunk. if you're drunk, call me up. I have a limo. I'll come and get you. A public service announcement brought to you by the
6: U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council.
2: You're listening to the House of Cards.
5: People act like poker's a new game. It ain't. Same game it's always been. Zeros are different.
1: Let's play some cards.
5: Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. Listeners, we're talking to uh, Stacey Madison, who's the CEO of the Mizrahi Dealer Academy, teaching people how to become poker dealers. Have you beta tested it? Have you gotten students online to just see how you actually would go about having them uh, have a phone copying? I mean, uh, filming what they've done and sending it to you and all that. Have you tried it out yourself?
6: No, what we're going to do is because our videos are done and our website is being created, we're going to spend about six weeks, that's why it's not coming out till fall, to do beta testing. And we have uh, about five or six volunteers that, some that don't know anything about poker, some that know a little bit about poker, and we're going to test all the these different categories. And then because they're local, which is fantastic, um, I mean, they're not right around the corner, they're a few hours away. Towards the end of the the course, they're actually going to come in, and I'm going to actually see how well they were learning through the videos and work out any kinks, if there are any, Excellent. Uh, before we launch. That's yeah.
5: that's really good. So, so you'll be able to assess how well you did with your online teaching by having the people, because they live not that far away, come in and show you their chops face-to-face, and then you'll be able to say, oh, wow, yeah, this really works. Or you might say, geez, all these guys that have come in are kind of weak in this one area Maybe right, we have to do exactly. something else. Okay, well, that's very good. That's very promising. So yeah. to tell me this. What does it cost? How long does it take, both in person if for folks who are in Florida that can actually go to your school, and for those that are going to do it online? What's the cost, and what's the period of time that it takes?
6: Okay. Well, for our land-based school, we charge 1200 which is the base rate for any uh, certified poker school. Actually, a lot of uh, schools have increased their rate, um it, it, it includes 120 hours of basic limit hold'em, no limit, pot limit Omaha, Omaha high low, seven card stud. Um, we haven't ventured into open, you know, open faced Chinese or Badoogie or any of those other similar games because those are going to be part of our uh, next program. But these are the ones that are primarily played here in Florida. And it's a good staple ground for anybody that's going to deal in a casino because basically when you go into a poker room, those are the games you're going to be playing.
0: Right. So 1200
5: gonna... bucks for 120 hours of tutoring. Correct. Right. And right. Uh, how long does that take, take typically? Well, I mean, you know, over what period great, of We're...
6: time? We're very flexible. Um, I have some students that come in four times a week and are finished with the program as far as the 120 hours in six weeks. And then I have others that work around schedule whether they're, they have children or they're working, you know, or they have another part-time job, and they come in any time, you know, our, our school is open from 11 to 6 p.m., and, you know, they'll do two hours one day, three hours, you know, the next. They kind of work around whatever schedule best fits their needs. Great. So we try to make it as flexible as can be because in this economy, uh, people can't just take, you know, six weeks off and just come primarily to the school. So sometimes it takes them a little bit longer.
5: How many folks now are enrolled in your school, and what are you looking to uh, expand? How many folks do you think you can actually handle when your online training kicks off?
6: Well, right now what we try and do is we try and keep uh, the classrooms small. You know, I don't like to take um, over 20 students. And the reason being is is this is what I found to be lacking in a lot of poker schools. They take on 30, 40, 50, 60 students at a time, and then they don't get a lot of hands-on training. We pride ourselves in the tutoring, you know, basically I'm your coach. I am watching every step that you're doing, you know, with the 15 to 20 students. Um, I have a couple of assistants that come in to help me if I need. But uh, what we'd like to see happen is really expand through the online community uh, and keep our basic classrooms, you know, every six weeks, 20 or less, which increases the demand because we've, we get, you know, probably four five, six calls a day of people signing up. But we really want to create quality dealers and not, you know, huge quantity. So um, I see basically down the road, we've only been open um, a little bit less than two years, and we've been steadily uprising our student enrollment. I'd like to see... Uh, A few of my students that were beginners that are working in casinos actually want to work as instructors with me uh, when I decide to take on a slew more students, and uh, they know better than anybody because they've been trained by me, so I feel really comfortable with that. Now, as far as the pricing for the online class, it's fairly cheaper. It's $800, but what we do offer, which is fantastic and we're very excited about, is they can take the course for $800. However, they would have to go and buy supplies, whether a little table or some cards and chips. What we're going to offer at basic cost uh, with very little profit is a customized poker table, um, some chips, a card, cut card, everything they'll need to take the course delivered to their front door uh, for an additional 400 which you know obviously includes the table and everything else. Um, so, you know, we're kind of thrilled about that because you, you, you take the course, it's going to cost, it would cost you $1,200 anywhere. Um, but this one you can do at your comfort level uh, at your own pace and have all the supplies also delivered to your front door if you want.
5: Great. So let me ask you this. On the other end, people are graduating. Uh, I don't know what the, what the truth is. The perception I have is that there are more dealer jobs than people can possibly hire for right now. What are your placement services? What's your relationship like with poker rooms in Florida and around the country so that people that take your course have a pretty good shot at getting a job once they're graduated and certified to uh, to deal poker?
6: Well, you know, that's, that's another great question. Um, a lot of times people will call up and they'll say, hey, if I go to your school, can you automatically get me a job? And this is what I tell them because we're very honest. If any school... You know, I can't speak for outside of Florida. Ever tells you that they can place you right into a casino, they're not telling you the truth. However, um, because the rocky name is so is so well known, and a lot of the local casinos, they're my colleagues because I've been in the business for 20 years and been in the casino business. So you know, we all started off as dealers at the beginning, and now they're running the rooms. Um, they've also seen the quality of dealers that have come out of our school. That they have actually come into our school to audition and called me up whenever they know that they're going to be hiring. So luckily for us, I would say in the last six to eight months, um, our placement rate has been between 80 and 100 percent, which is pretty fantastic uh, because the board of education only expects you know maybe 40 to 60. Um, So the the more and more time progresses. That, like I said, the last ten dealers that have uh, or – I'm sorry, the last eight dealers that have graduated from our school recently all are working. So um, I do everything – yeah, I really do everything in my power, not to just teach them how to deal poker, but I want to see them working. And why? Because they're representing the school. Right. And, uh, you know, and, and like I said, we want to infiltrate like a little army out there. So that's really our goal. So I want to see them get a job just as much as they want to get a job.
5: Do Michael and Robert ever come down to, uh, to the school?
6: They do. Now, um, you know, everybody knows that they're traveling all year round. Uh, but I think, you know, I would like to say that they come into the school probably every couple of months. They teach a course or they'll meet the students, um, answer any questions that they have, give their tips. They also were very instrumental in um, looking over the program that we taped, and they are part of some of the videos that we've done. So, you know, we're not, we grew up together. We're very, we're family. And uh, I wanted them to be just as much part of it as I was <clears throat> and, and and not just bank off a name. You know, I want them to be proud of the school and to give their, <clears throat> pardon me, their two cents.
5: Sure. Well, give us your website so if people are interested, they can sign up. And uh, and then if there's anything else you've left out, let make sure our listeners know that as well.
6: Okay, our website is www.MizrakiAcademy.com. That's M-I-Z-R-A-C-H-I Academy, A-C-A-D-M-Y.com. Our local phone number, if there's any questions about the online program or if they want to come down and take the land-based school, our number is 954-963-3777. And where
5: in Florida Um, is that?
6: We're right next to the Florida uh, Hard Rock, the Hollywood Hard Rock.
5: Oh, so it's in the Miami area, right down in southeast Florida.
6: Well, it's Hollywood, Florida, so it's a little bit north of Miami.
5: Right. Yeah. uh,
6: and In addition, I'd like to say um, we were just in the WSOP. uh, Michael Mizraki, Robert Mizraki, and myself, we had gone pretty deep in the main event, and uh, we were wearing patches. I mean, you know, we're all over the country, and... uh, Don't ever, you know, if you're listening on this podcast and you want to come up and ask us any questions about it, always feel free. We're very uh, interested in talking to people about the Academy and everything we're doing with it.
5: And that number is 954-963-3771, 954-963-3771. Well, thank you very much.
6: No, it's not, I'm sorry, it's 954-963-3777.
5: Oh, three seven 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 Yes, oh. an easy
6: number to remember.
5: <laughs> okay, let's say it one more time: nine five four, nine six three, three seven seven seven. Very good. Right, perfect. All right, Stacy. Thank you for joining us. And uh, if you ever expand to land based up in the New England area or Pennsylvania or any else, well, other places we have stations: Chicago, Reno, Nevada. Let us know. But in the meantime, listeners. Online sounds like the way to go if you don't live in the Florida area.
6: Sounds great. Yeah, you'll be seeing our schools everywhere in the future.
5: Great. Well, thank you, Stacy. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back.
2: Hey, Jersey. We want to hear from you. Send us an email at info at houseofcardsradio.com or leave a message at our hotline at 609-474-4627.
0: And what's the next BZ item up for bid? It's a new 55-inch LED TV from Samsung that retails for $3,500. The bid goes for one penny by Lexi, followed by a bid by JK. Now Maxi, then Jenna, and JK is back. And so is Maxi. We're up to 10 cents. What competitive bidding action. It looks like it's an auto bz war between JK and Maxi. These guys have been at it for the past dollar.
1: BZ.com is the original auction shopping source to save up to 99% off retail on a huge selection of brand name electronics, collectibles, jewelry, travel, and more. Products from companies like Apple, Samsung, Sony, Ford, and way more at discounts you won't believe. Jenna
0: just used a BZ Sniper bid, resetting the timer again, and Jenna wins the TV for $38.56. What excitement! Come on over to BZ.com today where there's over 600 items up for bid every single day. Go to BZid.com, use offer code USA, and get two for one on your first bid pack purchase. New members get 10 free bids. Use offer code USA. Go to BZid.com. That's B-E-E-Z-I-D.com.
2: Hey, this is Dave Weishato from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of August 19th, 2013 rivers casino in pittsburgh pennsylvania is dealing with more allegations of racism cbs pittsburgh reported that last week the casino cut short a party of the rough riders a predominantly african american motorcycle club allegedly the club booked a room until 2 a.m but security pulled the plug at midnight there is also an allegation by the predominantly african american fraternity omega sci-fi that the casino charged them double the normal event rate the casino issued a statement denying the allegations Two weeks ago, it was the Revel Casino in Atlantic City, and now it's the M Resort in Las Vegas that's closing down their poker room. The M Resort said the space will be reconfigured to provide customers a better location for slot tournaments. The resort still plans to host custom poker tournaments, such as the Hollywood Poker Open, but that will take place in the resort's convention area. And finally, the Horseshoe Casino in Cleveland, Ohio found itself in a strange position last week. They announced Kevin Lewis as the $1 million winner of their summer giveaway contest. Kevin Lewis came to collect his money. However, there was one problem. It was the wrong Kevin Lewis. The casino recognized their blunder and did the right thing by awarding both men $1 million. Apparently, if your name is Kevin Lewis, you should get to the Horseshoe Casino right away. This may be your lucky day. This has been Kevin Lewis reporting for the House of Cards Gaming Report and reminding you, if you have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation, send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOCRadio. Great moments in history. In 481 BC, the defeat of the Spartans at the Battle of Thermopylae. As
4: long as Xerxes doesn't find the secret path to the hot gates, where is it, boy? Xerxes has found the secret goat path to the hot gates. Ah, shit!
2: In June 2008, House of Cards began podcasting. Go to houseofcardsradio.com and click on the podcast button for all recent show downloads. You're listening to the House of Cards. How lucky
3: you are. With Ashley Adams. I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. Who the hell do you think you are?
5: Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. And... Those of you who have listened to this show for a while know that we are constantly trying to expand our range of guests from just strictly narrow uh, poker players to poker executives, people that write about the industry, and also increasingly having guests on who talk about things that occur in a casino, even if it's not exactly the kind of poker that you and I play. So today we are having a guest who is the CEO of of a, an electronic gaming company called DEQ, also known as Digital Entertainment, to talk about what, what caught my eye was a million-dollar jackpot on three-card poker. Now, though, I don't know much about three-card poker, but I want to learn. So without any further ado, let me introduce Earl Hall, the CEO of DEQ. Earl, are you there?
4: Yes, I am. Thank you very much. How are you?
5: I am well. Uh, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about DEQ and then tell us about your product and get to make sure to get to the million-dollar jackpot on three-card poker at the Borgata.
4: Well, DEQ, it's pretty simple. What we've done over the last uh, eight or nine years is we've migrated all of the slot machine principles for progressive jackpots to the table games. And when I say the table games, that does exclude the poker rooms because the poker rooms have their own culture, like cracked aces and bad beats and everything else. But when you go out into the blackjack side of a casino, there's been a a product evolved over the last 10, 15 years called poker derivatives. It's kind of like blackjack, but a lot less decisions. And the first game that came out was uh, Caribbean Stud. And to answer your question in the introduction, well, for those people that know Caribbean stud, it's just five-card poker. You get five cards. If they look okay, you bet. Uh, if you don't look okay, you throw them away. So uh, there's not as much strategy, intelligence, or even luck as you would find in a uh, poker room. And three-card poker is more or less a three-card version of a uh, five-card stud or Caribbean stud. So over the last uh, seven or eight years, what we've done is we've actually perfected the uh, progressive jackpots that you would find on the slot machine side, but to be able to uh, accompany um, uh, a table game so that instead of just winning small amounts of money, you can actually do a life-changing event. It's kind of like somebody in a poker room that uh, everybody ends up going all in, you've got two, three, four hundred thousand dollars out on the table. Well, you won't see that on a blackjack table or on a poker derivative table because the amounts are so small and the limits are so small. So progressive jackpots really showed up to try to enhance those table games to offer them the same type of excitement that you would find in a poker room.
5: All right, so let me let me just stop you for a second. I got a bunch of questions. So If I am playing three-card poker, tell our listeners how three-card poker is played.
4: Um, Pretty much played off a Royal Flush. If I want to go from the top hand down to the rest, um player gets dealt three cards. The dealer gets dealt three cards. There's a qualifier to be able to have a certain level of prizes. When all of the cards are flipped over, it's the royal flush that starts off the batting order from top hand to the bottom.
5: So if I'm a player and I'm dealt three cards, and uh, the, uh, the odds against getting a royal, an ace, king, queen, are prohibitive, but let's say I have, I get it. What do I typically win? I mean, what's how much do I bet? How much do I win? And how large can the jackpots get? And how do they determine how large they are?
4: Well, on the base game itself, there's a, a pretty black and white pale chart that will give you X number of dollars per dollar bet on the base game. So, uh, just for theoretical purposes, let's say the royal flush brings you out a thousand to one, and you're betting uh, a dollar. Well, you'll get a thousand dollars for your royal flush, and that might sound enticing. But at the end of the day, the odds are just not enough to create a life-changing event, and that's where the progressives showed up because a progressive jackpot on a poker derivative like three-card poker, it will mirror the same type of card sequences, but the odds will be much different. So on a progressive jackpot, you can throw out a dollar, get a royal flush, but the royal flush will yield you whatever's on the progressive jackpot meter. So if you look at the Brigada right now, which is probably one of the most progressive and leading edge casinos I've seen in a long while, besides the Barona out on the West Coast, uh, they actually asked us a, a couple of months ago what type of mathematics would it take to get for us to be able to reward our players with a million-dollar progressive jackpot? We have a great guy that leads our math team. His name is Danny, and within a couple of days he came out with the odds to say, well, it would not be that prohibitive if we came out with this type of hit frequency and these type of odds. And honestly, I was shocked. The borgata they jumped onto it right away. They understood the math of it and said, our players deserve a shot at a million-dollar jackpot. And uh, within a couple of months, as you've probably seen, they're already operating their million-dollar jackpot.
5: Does that mean that it's guaranteed to be a million dollars or that they predict that if nobody hits it, it will be a million dollars by a certain date?
4: it's guaranteed they went live with a million dollars, and that's why I'm saying um, the gaming industry, it's kind of, there's kind of like a paradox in the gaming industry, and what I love about the poker rooms is that you cannot sit at a professional poker table if you don't know math. You can believe in Buddha, you can believe in four moons at Easter and all the rest of that stuff, but basic strategy in a poker room is based on math. Well, outside of the poker rooms, there's a lot of people talk about math, but they don't get real math. Uh, What shocked me about the Borgata is that when we came in and said, here's the way it has to be done. You seed the jackpot at a million dollars, so if somebody walks in and gets the first hand, they get a million dollars. But one of the important things that we've brought over from the slot machine side of the house is the notion of reserve jackpots. So every single hand after the first hand that's been dealt, uh, there's a lot of money going into the reserve jackpot. So that when the jackpot hits, it's actually going to reseed as close as it can, or even above a million dollars.
5: Okay, let me so, let me just ask you a couple more questions about the million dollar jackpot. So please. it starts at a million dollars. It is seeded from additional bets that players make as side bets to play for the jackpot, or does it come out of the same base wager that I'm making in the regular game?
4: Very good question. Your base wager is 100% different than a progressive wager, and that is uh, the secret of, of the, the caramilk, as I would say. Uh, every single dollar you bet on a progressive wager feeds itself for the jackpot.
5: So I have to opt to put extra money when I play if I want to play for the jackpot. Is that right?
4: Yes, sir. You've got it 100%.
5: Okay. So if I am putting that extra money in toward the jackpot, everybody who knows about slot machines with which you've compared the big prizes to knows that while it's true that I can win a prize that's life-changing, I also know that the odds against me winning it are going to make it profitable for the casino, just like the state lottery, I can win, you know, sometimes the prize gets as big as $100 million, but even so, the odds are so prohibitive against me that the state's making money off of the lottery. What I want to know is, with a million dollar prize, or more based on the progressive, does it ever get to the point where the player who's putting their dollar in for the jackpot can actually have positive expected value? or is it always still a negative EV for the player?
4: Oh, that's an awesome question. This is the first time I've ever really been on an educated radio show about, about gaming and poker. That's an outstanding question. The, the only difference between the slot machine side and the table game side of the house is the slot machine side of the house is based on a random outcome. Which means, and if you look at Megabucks, Megabucks is outstanding. It's between six and ten million dollars, and it's going to trip from some random generated event. The difference with the Borgata has done, and the difference from table game jackpots, uh, as a, as a cult, if I could call it that, is that what you're looking for is a royal flush. And whatever game you play, whether you're playing Mississippi Stud or you're playing anything else, you know what a Royal Flush is and you know what the odds of it are. And the million-dollar jackpot at the Brigada is based on a Royal Flush based off hearts. So any decent poker player out there in the world off of five cards can ballpark what the odds are. So there is no perceived distance over time because it's coming out of an automatic shuffler. So you can't really count the cards to say that after X number of decks, there's going to be a player advantage. It's a basic Royal flush out of hearts. And as any table game player knows, uh, the odds are pretty, pretty black and white to get it.
5: So my question is still, is there ever a time when the, progressive jackpot gets large enough that the odds of getting your royal flush in hearts, which is what it takes, you said, to qualify to get the jackpot is actually in the player's favor because the jackpot is so large.
4: No, sir. And that's the scariest thing when you're a a technology provider like I am, and you convince a client like the Borgata to go out and do something as crazy as a million-dollar jackpot because with the players that they have, they really deserved a a really exciting break like this. Uh, That Royal Flush could have been on the first hand. Right. But I can guarantee the Borgata uh, have really put a lot of things forward to make this very exciting for their clientele and uh, the funniest thing about the whole exercise that we did with them is that they really know their math, so they knew the risk they were taking that the Royal Flush could have hit right on the first hand.
5: Right. Well, tell me about other things about you. I understand now about three-card poker. What other things does uh, DEQ get involved with? What other products do you have?
4: Well, probably the... the, the the most famous other thing that we've done is um, when we were really doing a lot of work in Macau, um, we, st- we started to get very heavily involved in what I'd like to call the operational inefficiency of Baccarat as a product. Um, Baccarat is probably not something we talk about on every telephone call or every radio show every day in the United States, but it's the mainstay of business in the casino industry in Asia. If you go out to California right now, you will not find a decent casino or card room that doesn't have four, eight, or 12 Baccarat tables, and probably some of the people that are listening would be shocked to know that there are casinos in Los Angeles with 35, 40, and 45 Baccarat tables running concurrently on a Friday afternoon. And we basically built an algorithm to completely eliminate commission because, uh, we were, it was pretty funny to see players arguing with dealers because they didn't want to pay commission. Uh, they were trying to find ways of getting rebates. We saw dealers trying to calculate crazy amounts of commission. So, with our partners out of Las Vegas called Talisman Group, we actually eliminated the commission on baccarat, which speeds up the game by about forty percent and can, in most, in some to most cases, double the profitability on the baccarat table because of speed and efficiency.
5: Did you change the rules? The biggest thing. Did you change the rules of the game?
4: Oh, no, sir. Uh, I made that mistake once when I joined DEQ about nine years ago, trying to promote a blackjack side bet that you changed the rules on the game. The players laughed at me.
5: I see. Well, you know, Earl, I'm eager to hear um, more some other time about your three-card poker adventures at the Borgata. And if you ever get into the realm of actually doing something that a a skilled poker player would engage, like side bets that they could make. I knew some of the online poker rooms started to have side bets while you played. You could bet on whether the cards were going to be red or black or how many, et cetera. I'd love to have you come back on and talk about that. So we appreciate you coming on now.
4: Well, thank you so much for the invite, and we'll keep you abreast of the projects that we're doing in the poker rooms.
5: Thank you. That's Earl Hall, CEO of DEQ, also known as Digital Entertainment. Listeners, we're going to take a quick break, then we'll be right back.
2: The House of Cards Hotline, available 24 hours a day. Call the hotline or send us an email at info at houseofcardsradio.com. And don't forget to visit our website at houseofcardsradio.com and follow the show on Twitter and Facebook. By leaving a message with House of Cards, you can send to having your message played on the air.
1: Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom?
2: You're listening to House of Cards on the House of Cards Radio Network. Check us out at houseofcardsradio.com. You're listening to the House of Cards.
6: Time
3: we both quit. You don't like losing to me, and I don't like winning from you. You're going to sit down. You're going to play poker.
5: Mind a suggestion, friend? Trouble with you is you
0: don't enjoy the game for its own rewards. Stimulation, relaxation, pleasant association, and in the interesting conversation. Shut your mouth.
5: Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. This is our mailbag segment where I'm joined by my producer Dave Weishaddle. You know, who's standing here, uh, clean-shaven, looking very handsome. Thank you,
2: thank you very much.
5: What do you have? Well, first off, you know, I like I like that bumper, the
2: Comancheros, but we use a bumper with a guy who just passed away, Dennis Farina. Uh,
5: I, yeah passed away today. Today, yeah. Well, I don't know when
2: you're going to be hearing this on the radio, but uh, we don't do tributes a lot. But you have that Dennis Farina thing, Doug? All right, here he goes.
1: Let me tell you how the Internet screwed up, them. Oh, okay. When a guy sucks out on the river, on the internet, you cannot take the guy out in the parking lot and you cannot break his f***ing
5: knees. (laughs) The
1: great
2: Dennis Farina. Very Uh,
5: good. So what do you got? Well, it's time to put
2: your Pacific Northwest poker hat on. Dave from Fargo, but I don't think he's from Fargo. I think you're going to explain that in a little bit. He's going out to Seattle in a couple of weeks and he wants to know what's the poker scene like any great rooms that he should hit or okay what.
5: this is dave from fargo is an acronym okay. that stands for foxwood's annual recreational gambling outing it began as a way for people who knew each other from the online poker discussion group recreational gambling poker known familiarly as rgp could get together in person uh it started with a uh, kind of convention of sorts in Las Vegas called BARGE. Foxwoods is the one out east. What so does BARGE stand for? BARGE stands for uh, Big Annual okay. Recreational <laughs> Gambling Excursion.
2: So Fargo is basically New-, New England
5: people? Yeah, or? people oh, okay. that we got okay. together at Foxwoods.
2: Well, he wants to know
5: okay. about Seattle. Well, I should qualify everything I say by prefacing prefacing it with my lack of going out to Seattle in the last seven years. I was last there in 2006. But um, I have checked in. The best thing to do, first of all, for any locale, uh, rather than just relying on me and my wealth of knowledge, one should check out thepokeratlas.com for all of the poker rooms in an area. They are the most accurate, the most up-to-date, and uh, you can't really trust necessarily the – Reviews that are on it, but you can certainly get the name and the email and the phone number of every poker room near or in where you're going to be. And then what I always do is I call up the poker room at a time of day and week when I expect I will be playing. And rather than saying to the poker room manager, So, what games do you guys spread? which always leads to, leads to Ooh, the answer. Whatever you want. Whatever the players want, <laughs> yeah, right. or they lie, they make up. You say, hi, I'm just coming over. What do you have going on right now? Yeah. yeah. And that's the way you really find out what they have. Uh, but from what I know, and I've checked on this lately, the biggest room there is Muckle Shoot, which is an Indian reservation. Okay. Uh, there's also the hideaway. Uh, there are bunch in seattle that i don't know but just a lot of rooms they open they close then there's the tulalip room which is north of seattle also an indian reservation very nice how far north of seattle is it? i'd say about 45 minutes to oh, okay. an hour uh maybe even a little more than that and then there's the S- squamish or Squanamish. that is also a very nice indian room but the best thing to do is to go on the Poker Atlas and check it out.
2: But they basically have Native American poker they have Native rooms. Native American, okay. but
5: they also have many non-Native American oh, small really? rooms like they used to have in California, mm-hmm. small limits, uh, two-table rooms, three-table rooms, six-table rooms like that, all over the city. And th- they had legal poker, or at least quasi-legal, back into the 40s and 50s where they played in little clubs in the back of bowling alleys and restaurants and bars and the like. Um much like California. It was one of the very few places in the country where you could go to a public poker room without going to play in an illegal place.
2: So, Dave, there you go. And I'm officially handing Ashley right. the email. Thank so you, he, Dave. So he has it. Very good. Okay. Now, also, we get, I know I'm going to conjugate this verb wrong, tweeted a lot of questions, or people tweet us questions, I don't know. But um, they want to know, how did this World Series of Poker compare to the other ones you've been at. They always want to know how this one is compared to other years. Well and have there been any changes that you like or don't like?
5: Yeah. There have been changes and uh, I'm not a great person to I mean I'm the best person that most people know because I go the, out there and you're I know the best li-
2: person in this room.
5: Man. I'm the best person in this room, I'm the best person who has a radio show and go. I'm probably the best person that people are likely to ask. But I'm not the perfect person because I don't have the breadth of knowledge of playing in all the events, of being Mm -hmm. out there for the entire time. Every year, uh, Seth Polanski sends out a summary Mm -hmm. of all of the events, all of the countries represented, how many players, the prize pool, and all of that. And you can get that by going to WSOP.com, and you can compare the results. Or if somebody wants, I'm happy to compare them. But I would say this, a couple of things that were very different. First of all, there were no... Low, relatively low buy-in stud events. No 1000 or 15 or even $2,000 stud, stud, high, low, eight, or better horse events. None of them. They raised the buy-ins thinking that the people that were likely to play stud, uh, being of diminished number as the years go on, would be willing to pay the higher freight. And that disappointed me. Be- that being said, I'm not necessarily indicative of what the poker world wants. But for me, that was a disappointment. The one event that I thought was spectacular was the Millionaire Maker, which recruited more players than any event ever except for the main event. It it broke a record this year. Broke a record, record. that's (laughs) correct. Um, Also, this year they did not have the million-dollar big drop. They had a $111,000 event, which Mm -hmm. apparently was very successful, and a little drop, a $1,111 event. To bring attention to uh, the needs of water all over the world, to raise some money for them, but also to engage people in a, a different uh, prize pool than they normally would be in. And I think those are great things, and I hope the $111,000 event continues. Um, they have the final nine have been decided. Yep, no and uh, not. Anyone stand
2: out in your uh, view, or I, I got to tell you, I, I looked at the names that I I didn't recognize any of them. Well, so J C Tran, is J C Tran, is who's a superstar, who's a chip leader from yeah, California. He is,
5: he is a major league, yeah, yeah. big time, serious, well known pro by those that follow. Well known pros, yeah. and not just the uh, you know the most famous people. He's not among the top twenty in the uh-huh. poker pantheon as far as recognition. But for those in the know, he is considered one of the very best, and certainly is the. Uh, odds-on favorite to win the event, given his skill and his chips. Uh, There's also somebody else there, somebody named Mark, who has a connection to somebody I know in Massachusetts, but I don't remember exactly how. Mark Newhouse? Yes. All right. Uh, He's... Uh, From uh, North Carolina, local rooting interest. He lives in Las Vegas now, and Mm -hmm. somebody I met and I forget who it was said, "You got this guy Mark? I know him. I've known him since (laughs) he was a kid." But I forget who told me that, so I can't even call him up and say, "Let's root
2: together." Well, well, like every year, we're probably going to have all the November nine on between now and. But you know, I've been thinking
5: about this, and I, I keep thinking that the World Series of Poker is missing a serious trick in not doing more to promote. And hype each of these people, so yeah, that yeah. there must be ways of tying in the regular poker player into one of these people that's competing. Either by allowing people to play into tournaments where you get a piece. Yeah, of, that'd be great, right? Yeah. You could win a one percent share or a by 10% share, in these people, yeah, or by something that could engage the public at large, so that you had the same kind of team loyalty that you have for the Red Sox or the Yankees or the Pittsburgh Pirates or whomever uh, to have a rooting interest in the players as opposed to just the super enthusiasts of poker who follow it as a kind of an interesting event, but rather to switch it to something where you really wanted X to win or B to win. Either maybe you have poker rooms that adopt a player and you play (laughs) in a tournament to get a share or something,
2: but... and. It would be a great lead-up. I mean, I, do you think that that's too long of a time period uh, to wait, or, or no? I think, a...
5: I think if it were used correctly, yeah. and I'm surprised there are such wonderful publicity guys at the World Series of Poker, at Harris. I mean, Seth Polanski Seth is Polanski's great. Is All those guys yeah. are great. Um, why they haven't figured out a way to capitalize on this unique national, international phenomenon yeah. Yeah. so that everybody knows who the – November 9 are not just a few poker enthusiasts, but somehow get their names out there, uh, have them, I don't know, I don't know what you would do, but <laughs> there must be something to make them more famous, more popular, better known, because you have all this time, you have this. Yeah, I mean, what a build up.
2: I mean, it would be great.
5: So I, I wonder about that, I fantasize about how you could do it, I haven't figured it out, maybe if I did, I could uh, <laughs> parlay it into a job for them. If any of my listeners can think of a way to publicize the November 9th, yeah, yeah. get the public uh, rooting on their behalf, maybe, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but uh, I'd like to see it. That's a great idea.
2: I think that's all we have time for. I think for. that's
5: all we got time for. Listeners, we're going to uh, be back next week, so come on back and join us. This is House of Cards.